Welcome to the Queen Trail Podcast. Meditation doesn't have to be sitting still and having an empty mind. The journey is such a beautiful thing because we are all on a journey. You want to make sure you have some kind of distribution plan, or at least have an idea of it, because you can make this really amazing film and it only gets seen by your family and friends. Old Hollywood is still intact. Every horse runs hard, but when they win, and they know it. They've got this little sass about them. It was pretty rough. I had to go into the water and with my med pack, swim to the beach, treat these guys, put them on my back, swim out to the helo. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen those before. And I said, what are those? And before I could even finish the sentence, she said, oh my God, you didn't touch them, did you? Even if monarchs go away and never see one again, because there never will be monarchs again if they die out, it is just a little indicator of larger threats my dad said, so what were you guys doing in the desert? And I said, we were taking nude photos. Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you had a great week since the last time that we got together. I'm here with Sophia. Hello. We're going to do a list, but I just wanted to talk a little bit about what we've done over the last couple of weeks. So last week which seems so long ago, but last week I spent Thursday practically breaking my back, cleaning the entire house because Sophia was coming in at almost midnight from three weeks in Italy, Mm -hmm. almost three weeks. Yeah. And then Cameron was coming in at 10 a.m. Friday Mm -hmm. morning from a year in Korea. So I wanted to make sure that the house was perfectly clean. It was just really exciting to have both of the kids here. How was Italy? It was super fun. Um, We went to Sicily, Rome, Florence, Venice, saw a bunch of stuff, went on a boat, went to the Vatican, the Colosseum. We went on a gondola ride. It was super cool. Ate a lot of food. What was your favorite dish? Our Airbnb host in Sicily owned a restaurant and they made fresh pasta and it had swordfish in it. So it was a swordfish pasta dish. Mm. really good was it caught locally right there i think so yeah i assumed so but it was really good like fried really well and there were um there was eggplant and tomatoes in it so super Mm. good it was like a pasta la norma yeah with tomatoes and swordfish it was like fresh fresh pasta it was really good oh that sounds really good what did you do where did you go in that boat or it was a catamaran, you said? Yeah, it was a catamaran. So we were able to swim. I'm not sure what port it went out of, but we kind of went to a couple coves. Uh, I forget what they're called in Italian, but they're kind of like cavern type things. And we stopped at about three of them and had half an hour to 45 minutes to swim around and stuff like that. And there were fish in the water. There was an ice cream boat. It wasn't like gelato. It was just like, uh, like packaged ice cream, but it was good. How long were you in Italy, in um, Sicily for? And it wasn't Sicily, right? It was... Well, yeah, Sicily's the region. Terrazzini was where we were. It's a small town. Uh, we were in Sicily for about five days. And then we also visited Palermo, which is the capital of Sicily. And then we flew to Rome. We were in Rome for about three days. We went to the Colosseum, the Vatican, the Trevi Fountain. And then we took a train from Rome to Florence. We were in Florence for about three days. We went on the old bridge. You did go on the Ponte Vecchio. Yeah, we went on the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all uh, gold 
shops. It's all jewelry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the uh, Medici family didn't like that there were butcher shops there, so they made them leave. We saw the David. We didn't go see the Birth of Venus because we didn't order tickets ahead of time, and it was like a two-hour wait sometimes. And then we took a train from Florence to Venice, which was really cool because when you come in, you come in over the water. And then we took a boat from the train station to our hotel. We were there for three days. We went on a gondola. We walked around. We did most of the shopping there. I think we were near uh, St. Mark's Square. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. That was a good vacation. Yeah. What else did we do last week? Spent a day at the museum. We walked. We did some hikes. Did a few hikes. Just hung out. And just kind of hung out. We're a family again for a short time. And then Cameron headed out to his next station. And then yesterday, we celebrated Gina's 60th birthday party. Yeah, that was fun. That's Gina Brissenden, our cousin, who is in episodes 54 and 55, if you want to give that a listen. Um, She turned 60 and I'll post a picture really fun picture of her she's just such a young at heart person it was it was a lot of fun so that's what we've been up to for the last couple of weeks and we're gonna go ahead and get started on a few of these questions so the first question is What could you give a 40-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? How public transportation needs to be improved (laughs) and how we need trains. I don't care if they're above ground, below ground, subway. Uh, We need them and it's important. I mean, I would also connect that to how walkable cities, people are happier and life is better when you can walk everywhere and how the dependency on cars is kind of crazy. I mean, they literally, the car companies... It reduces the dependency on cars when you have a walkable city. Yes. Car companies in the early 1900s tore up the train tracks so that we had to depend on cars because it was better for their profit. So... It was better for their bottom line. But it wasn't just the car companies it was also like the duponts who owned yeah. the rubber companies yeah i that think were, it was were, general motors that started it that were, yes yes yeah so it was like the rubber tire companies mm-hmm. wanted to get away from having the rail service yeah. because they would be making more money yeah. the oil it was the oil companies mm-hmm. um but yeah everything transportation ended up going in a particular direction actually speaking of that originally the original fuel that was being made was from vegetables it was mostly from corn yes. and uh there was a big fight by you know people like the rockefellers who own all the oil basically really pushing congress to say no it's going to be fossil fuels so it's interesting when you go back through history and see what happened but yeah i could talk about that for days like it makes me so upset that we don't have a subway system in la like we do but it, it is not anywhere near New York. And New York's isn't anywhere near, you know, like Korea or Japan or in Europe and London and stuff like that. Like, our public transportation is so bad. Well, yesterday we were stuck in what? 
traffic. It should have been a one and a half hour oh drive, God. and it was almost four hours. We were stuck in such bad traffic. Yeah. When me and my cousin went to New York, we told the front desk guy where we were from, from L.A., and he's like, oh, like, I, I love L.A., like, I really want to go there, and we were like, make sure that you have access to a car or you have enough money to Uber around, because... New York is so accessible with all the subway systems and it's extremely walkable, but LA is so big. If you want to go to every place, you need a car. You need to know somebody who has a car or you need the money to pay for an Uber everywhere because there's bad public transportation and like we have buses and stuff, but they don't run very far or good routes. So... I, I could spend 40, I could spend an hour and a half talking about all the reasons why we need trains, we need better buses, we need a subway system. Like, I understand we have earthquakes, but so does Japan, and they have a great subway system. So, we need to step up our game, is all I'm saying. And also, it would be better for the environment, less fossil fuels from the cars. Well, and I think the CDC or one of the health governing organizations just put out a report that if everybody were to drive electric cars, the smog levels would reduce so much that it would literally add like five years of life for everybody. We also could put more buildings up because we would need less car parking lots. Like our parking lots, massive, massive parking lots that we could put housing or parks you know have green spaces everywhere like new york does like if we had transportation we could transform la into a very green space Mm -hmm. yeah that would be my presentation what about Uh, you what can i give a presentation in 40 minutes about with absolutely no preparation would probably be the diversity of Los Angeles and the numerous landmarks and why I, I, I get so insulted when people go, oh, downtown Los Angeles is just drive-by country. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you know what is in Los Angeles? Just the history, not just downtown Los Angeles, but of course, Hollywood. I know that a lot of it has degenerated into these almost circus-like attractions. Well, especially in Hollywood, you know, you're going from one touristy, divey attraction to the next, to the next. Of course, you have all the stars on Hollywood Boulevard, which are great, Mm -hmm. and that's free. But there's a lot of old places there, historical places there, that are not necessarily geared towards the tourist. And then the enclaves that are in downtown Los Angeles, there's Little Armenia. There's, of course, Koreatown and Chinatown, which and is... And Alvera Street. And, and you've got Alvera Street, which actually connects to Chinatown because both of those places were originally studio sets. They left the sets up. They became their own little attraction places. There was a big fire at one time. And that's why you have like the Chinese American Museum on one side of Alvera Street. And you have to walk maybe a mile or two to get over to the rest of Chinatown. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of history there. And I think 
I could probably talk about all of the different things. And, you know, we're just sitting here talking about how sprawling it is. I mean, Santa Monica is part of it. Mm-hmm. You've got the two Getty Museums. Which is why you could do your presentation and then I could do mine. And, and then could we could be t- like, this is why transportation is important because if you want to see everything in a reasonable amount of time, you need to be able to transport people around and it would increase tourism for California and LA, even though we have a big economy already, it could really improve our economy if we just had good public transportation. I agree. You know, when we were in Korea, it was so incredible to be able to just get on these subways that then could just very easily transition to a bus. It was so easy to travel in Korea. And I know when I was in Germany and Austria and Italy, I recall that was all really easy transportation. I've been to Costa Rica a few times, but I've never used the public transportation there, so I can't say what that's like. Yeah. I don't know if they... I'm assuming they must have some I think trains. They have buses. They probably have some trains. I know we wanted to take the bus, but the cousins wouldn't let us. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. like the one nice thing about having family in other countries is everybody being so helpful and taking time off and and you know of course you see things that are really amazing but are not touristy yeah yeah like the beach with all the seashells as the the sand well conchal is one of uh-huh. the best known beaches there yeah. in but Costa that was Rica. i mean i don't think we would have figured out where it was you know because you have to walk through a beach to get to it yeah Brasilito. but yeah there were other things that we saw that was like oh yeah and like like we went out into the rain and saw the what is it, the dam was it a dam? Oh yeah, La Impresa like Cachi. we went to a dam and looked at all the rainwater coming through and like what tourist is going to do that? You know, right. like yeah, no, like, that, that random was an amazing stuff. dam, and that was because Theo Gerardo worked yeah for the same system that this this dam was a part of, so yeah. we were able to see that, but. Those would be two really good presentations back to, to back. talk about how amazing Los Angeles is, the culture, yeah. you know, the just as good food as there is in Italy or any other area Place. of the world. There is a restaurant to match that in mm-hmm. or within the in sprawl the LA. of Los Angeles. Yeah, I really, I really like California. I think even though I've traveled, not a lot, but I've traveled around, I really appreciate where I live. And I want to improve it. Like, people are like, oh, like, are you, like, a... People ask me if, like, I'm an engineering major because I'm so, like, passionate about, like, transportation. And I'm like, no, but, like, you know somebody... You know somebody who, like, could fix that because I'm willing to talk to them, you know? I'm willing to be, like, the poster child of being, like, no, like, California is amazing and L.A. is great. But we could make it better. We can do things to make it better. And And more accessible. Yeah, and more accessible and easier for tourists to travel around, which would improve our economy. And then we could use that money to improve even more. And we can use it to help, like, homeless crisis and other things that plague us. We could do a lot with the money that we could bring in if we improved our public transportation. Yeah. That's the end of my TED Talk. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) that was probably 40 minutes (laughs) if you didn't have to sleep what would you do with that extra time 
you know, sleep is a weird thing. It's yeah. like, like we have to plan to be unconscious for a certain amount of time. Yeah. I do enjoy it though. I think, I feel like my life is improved by sleep. I mean, I know we need it, well, yeah. but like when you have like good sleep, your life is like a lot better. It's, you know, it's a daily maintenance and it's just fascinating to me that we have this maintenance that requires us to be out completely (laughs) out completely unconscious for six to eight hours a night and i know a lot of people me included will get way less than that and the effects of it you know um yeah it's crazy say that not having sleep is the equivalent of being like drunk you know, yeah. like losing enough sleep. And so it's dangerous for you to... The, the greatest amount of accidents happen on Monday mornings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and usually in the mornings when people are still very tired, just the lack of focus and all of that. And I remember going to a seminar on brain health a few years ago. And the doctor that was talking about, the expert who was talking about brain health said you know when you sleep it's kind of like your brain is getting washed your cerebral spinal fluid actually Mm -hmm. goes in there and flushes out all of those convolutions in your brain and it actually flushes away a lot of those beta amyloid plaques or keeps them from sticking and if you're not getting enough sleep it can contribute to things like alzheimer's and a lot of different chronic diseases and it just fascinates me how complacent we are about sleep and like you said how it weighs on you like man i really want to do this and i am so freaking tired i need to stop and go to sleep no it gives you like it gives me anxiety at least like when i'm tired and i need to do something or it's not even like a need to do something. It's kind of like, oh, I like I want to go drop this package off or go on this errand. But it's like if you're so tired, like you can't do anything and then you kind of sit there and you're kind of like paralyzed by this like anxiety that you're like, I need to sleep, but I have to go do this other thing, you know, like when you're studying. Yeah, uh, it I doesn't work the- better. Like your brain works half as fast and your motor skills are worse and like that's why jet lag is like awful because you're not sleeping at the right time and your body's all messed up and you know what would you do with the extra time if you didn't have to sleep if there was a way to accomplish all of this maintenance you know bodily maintenance stuff Mm -hmm. um i think i would study more i don't (laughs) i don't study very much because i get stressed and i'm tired And I think if I wasn't tired as often as I was, I would probably study more. But also use it for, like, relaxing or crocheting or watching movies, um, hanging out with friends. It would be a bit weird because it would, you know, it'd be daytime and then nighttime, but you would be awake still. So, I mean, maybe we could take classes at night, like, night-night time, like, you know, 12 a.m. class, like... It would be very weird because I feel like the days are broken up by your sleep. And I feel like it would just feel like one continuous day for the rest of your life. Like Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like it would feel... But also if you didn't know a world without sleep, then it wouldn't feel weird. Right. You would need to do something to break up your days. I'd probably exercise more. Go on more walks. 
Mm -hmm. I wonder, it's a weird question. I mean, like, well, first of all, let me answer it. If I had more time in the day, I would probably learn a whole lot more about... Learn a new language. I would learn more things and I would write more, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the things where when I mentioned studying, I think that the times that I've really felt like sleep was such a burden to me is when I was going to college Mm -hmm. and studying and I just couldn't study a minute more, but I really needed to study because I had to go to sleep. And that interruption makes a big difference in the storage of the information or the data that you've just absorbed. I like to me, and especially when like you're that tired, I don't think that you're storing that in, that data very well. <laughs> no. And your recall is not going to be good, good the next day yeah. or when you're taking the test or, you know, sometimes it's okay and you pass your test, but you forget it. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't stored properly. It wasn't stored properly. And, yeah. you know, somebody asks you. Like, oh, what'd you learn? Weeks, and you're like, oh. Well, you know, somebody asks you something a bit later and you're like, shit, I knew that at one time. And it's really frustrating to me. Yeah. When I know that I knew something and I cannot recall it now. And it was because. Whatever reason, I mean, it's like normally I don't even know why I can't recall it. You know, too much time has passed in between when I knew something or too many experiences have transpired. (laughs) In between. In between. And, you know, there's too much of a space uh, either of time or experiences or, you know, shit that's jam packed in there. and, And now I can't recall it. But it is really frustrating. And then the other times that it's really been an enormous burden to me is when I'm writing and I'm on a roll, but I'm feeling that pressure of needing to sleep. And I know that if I do not get everything that's in my brain onto this manuscript, I'm not going to get like you're in you're in a particular mode. You're yeah. You know, the vibes are flowing. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will not have it the next day. Like I cannot get back to (laughs) that again. Um, Yeah. So, so that's what I would be doing if I had the extra time, but that's true. Like what would relaxation be like if you just had this endless continuum of time? Because then technically you could just like be taking college classes. 24 seven. Yeah. Like, if you really wanted to, like, you could literally, like, work yourself to death in a weird way. Like, I, and then also with that, it's, like, usually we eat every, like, two to four hours. So then you would need six meals every day. Every 24-hour period. Yeah. But would things be recorded in a 24-hour period then, you know? Yeah, like, what what would would your, yeah, like, we wouldn't have days anymore. You would have, like, how would you cut up time? Like, I know time is a concept that we have cut up, but as human beings, we need to. It's been cut up, and I guess it would continue to be cut up by when the sun rises and when the sun sets. That's true. When it's light outside and when it's dark. Yeah. Because, you know, nature would provide... That sense of time. That that sense of time. Yeah. But if you didn't need to sleep, would things be recorded the same way? What would rest look like? 
Yeah, would we have to just like lay there for eight hours? Would our lifespans be shortened? Yeah. Would they be shorter because there's no need for sleep and so more energy is being expended in a continuous manner, mm-hmm. which of course... Well, then I couldn't imagine is, having... It contributes to aging. Yeah, and then kids. Like if you had kids and you had to like deal with them for 24 hours every day, like how well, would you entertain them? Like. Would schooling be the same? Would it still be like an eight-hour block? Or would it be more like loosely based? Like you would have like a couple hours in the morning time and a couple hours at night time because it wouldn't matter if you were tired or not. I don't know. I think about all the food. And then, yeah, like how would you work? Like would you just have like... you? I mean, I guess everything would pretty much be 24 hours as well. But also in this reality, would you never know that we weren't sleeping? Like, it would just be a normal thing, you know? Like, to us, it would be so foreign, but in that world, you would just be like, oh, yeah, we don't sleep. Like, that's not a thing. We probably wouldn't even have a word for sleep, honestly, because it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't exist. Yeah. But then would we be the only animals that sleep? Would other animals sleep? (laughs) We're getting too philosophical about it, but... It is a good... It's a good question, but it it brings up a lot... Exactly. Like... You know, with tiredness. It'd be cool to, to go exist. on vacations and be up for 24 hours, like be awake for the whole time. You'd so get you more. Could see everything that you wanted to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because instead of feeling like you need two to, you know, or four weeks or whatever, you could get it all taken care of in half that time. Mm-hmm. But then there's probably things that you'd want to see in the daytime as well as nighttime. Night- yeah. But then everything would be more expensive because you're spending more money on being alive and awake. So, and what would that do to the environment now that you talk about that? You know, because you'd have lights on all night long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we already have bad light pollution. It'd be terrible. And the noise pollution. Oh my and, god! Yeah. yeah, I think we'd kill the environment faster if we were awake for more hours. That's true. Because you'd have eight to ten extra hours every day. But also. You know, we're just looking at the negative aspects. I always feel like it's really easy to see the negative aspects of things. Well, no, you could get so much done. Like, you What could, would the positive aspects be? You could get a degree faster. Instead of it taking you two years, it could take you six months or three. Like, you could just be taking college classes literally 24-7 for three months. You don't get tired. And you would have your AA, and then you could do that for your bachelor's and your master's. And... So how do you think it would affect society for everybody to have a master's? Or, you know, have a society where 90% of that society has great. a higher education? I think, honestly, that would improve society a lot. Because everyone would be educated and understand at a higher level the more complex things, and we could possibly prevent whatever stuff we were doing to the environment while being awake for that amount of time because but like time would not be an issue in a really weird way it would not be an issue you know well see that opens up okay so now i gotta go back to the (laughs) negative aspects see in order for 90% of society to be educated, yeah. 90% or 100% of, of the people would have to have access to higher education. Yeah. What would happen if 
we did not need sleep and it was a 24-7 society. Yeah. And a lot of people did not have access to higher education. What would occur with crime Yeah, I mean, there rates? could be more crime. There could be more violence. I think it would speed up society. But there's also, like, philanthropic people who go to lesser developed countries and give them education. So I feel like if you could learn enough knowledge, like, you could learn a whole new language in a way shorter amount of time than it would take you now, you know? Because it probably takes you about a year to learn a new language, like, to understand it mostly. It would take you, like, half of that. Because we sleep for about a third of our lives. So if you had that third back, you could probably learn everything in about half the time and you would be way smarter for it. And then we could communicate better. We could work on more problems. There might be more wars, though, is the thing as well. You know, if you're awake more, you can talk more and more shit happens, you know. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, this thing fell on our side. What do we do about it? Oh, no, we're going to war, you know, like, uh, I don't know. But also there could be more peace. So I feel like it's a 50-50 coin I wonder coin, genetically coin what would occur to our brains, too. I feel like it would speed it would speed everything up, including like aging and dying. So I feel like we would die at like fifty. When was that the average Probably life the expectancy? Early nineteen like hundreds. Early nineteen hundreds. Maybe a maybe little a little bit, bit before, before that. Yeah, like late eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Fifty was. We'd go back to that time period. But also, you would live a lot more of your life, even if you died at fifty. Like a fifty-year-old today. And if you took a 50-year-old that did never sleep, they would have experienced more. Because possibly, they had, because well, you're possibly. also talking about But if you scrolling. took the same... Yeah, as that's its... Technology would limit people from doing more. I think there would be a lot more addiction to things as well. Because if you could drink or smoke 24-7, like... Or and gambling, that, like if that you could gamble for that would clearly reduce your life expectancy greatly yes. to be smoking or drinking or... Yeah, doing anything harmful. Anything harmful like that. For a continuous amount of time. Right. But you could do a lot of things that you don't do at nighttime and that'd be kind of fun. I'm gonna go swimming. It'd be cold. That's so funny, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was like, my first thing would be swimming at nighttime. But then I'd also be kind of scared that I would die because there'd probably be no lifeguards and it would be like pitch black. But you could. I don't could. think I would worry so much about that. Or if you go to like theme parks at nighttime, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to talk about? No. All right. We will see you later. Bye. Bye. Check out the show notes for selected links and keep sending me your questions and comments. We're always looking for the next amazing story. So if it's yours or someone that you know, drop me a line with the information. The world needs more amazing stories. Please take a moment to rate this episode because your ratings really do help move this podcast closer to the top of searches so that my friends and I can reach more people. I'm looking forward to sharing more upcoming In the Company of Friends talks with you. So please be sure to follow me on the socials and the dot com all at the Queen Trail podcast. That's T-H-E-Q-U-A-I-N-T-R-E-L-L-E podcast. 
I am Syl Annan, the Quintrell, and until next time, I wish you passion, adventure, smooth travels, great sleep, elegance, and beauty.